Atmosphere Church podcast. On behalf of all of us here at Atmosphere, thank you for downloading or streaming this service. We pray that it will touch your heart and change your life. In addition to bringing you today's service, we want to make ourselves available to you in any way we can. If you need prayer or just someone to talk with, please send us an email to info at atmosphere.church. Someone from our team will be sure to connect with you. We have already prayed for you that today's message would speak directly to your heart and empower you to live the life God has called you to live. Enjoy the message. My name is Pastor Jim. I'm the lead pastor, and I'm so excited that you showed up the first Sunday of the year, and you're in church. Come on. It's the best place to be, and it's a, it's a great Sunday to come because we are kicking off a brand new series called Level Up. Would you just tell four people around you, I'm ready to level up? Just tell four people around you, say, I'm ready to level up. I'm really excited about this series uh, because I, I think we can all kind of agree that there's room for improvement within each of our lives, right? And, and if you don't believe so, just ask your neighbor. They will tell you all the ways that there's room for improvement in your life. And, and, and I like this, this whole video. It has a video game vibe. And I think my generation was the first generation that grew up with video games from like when we were little. I'm, I'm talking Atari 2600. I'm talking asteroids and space invaders. Anyone feeling me with the old school video games? And, and uh, yeah, so, so we had these uh, video game consoles back then. And then of course, you know, they're like super high tech now. You got PlayStation, Xbox, uh, and I used to be a video gamer, uh, and then my son and I would bond when he was little, and I kind of retired when he started beating me. You know, I just, when, when he beat me in Madden football, I'll never forget that day. I've never played Madden football again. And I, I, was, I was on that, that front end uh, with the whole video game craze in, in watching how video games can be kind of addicting. And part of the, the way they, they build these video games is they give you this really good idea of the potential that you have in your game to get better. And, and then now with all of these different video games, they have these avatars or these characters that you can actually level up and, and they have benefits. The higher levels that you get in the video game, the, the cooler outfits your costume character gets to wear and all of this stuff. As a matter of fact, two summers ago, there was a craze in our culture with a video game called Fortnite. How many remember that video game? And, and it became a phenomenon. I mean, my son and all his friends are playing it. I mean, we, we're talking like little kids playing it and then like, like old guys like me playing it. And, and it, it was so attractive because you would get this avatar and then you saw the potential of like raising this avatar up and getting better and better. And, and then the benefits came with it. And that's kind of what happens, even though it can like go to the nth degree. I remember how I just got really fed up with video games back in the day. Like this is before Fortnite or any of that. There was some, some mission game and I put my whole family to bed. I was like, I'm, I'm still awake. I'm gonna play one round of this video game. I don't even know what it was of some mystery game thing. And so I did it and then I you know, accomplished the mission. And so my character got better and, and I got all these rewards from it. And then I, I thought to myself, well, I got time for one more because that kind of felt pretty good to, you know, 
level up in my video game thing. And, and so I played it again. And, and then I was like, well, I probably, you know, I got one time for one more level. And so I did this for a long time. And I didn't have my phone with me. And it's late at night. So I'm thinking, you know, I've got an eight o'clock appointment in the morning. I better go to bed. And so I better check what time it is. So I go into the kitchen. And as I'm turning the corner, I look out the window and the sun is rising. It's rising. And I just got this pit on my stomach. I went into the room where I was having the uh, video game. I, I ejected it. I broke the disc and I threw it away. And I was like, I am not playing that game ever again. And, and the reason it becomes so attractive is because you see the potential to get better. You, you see this attractiveness of how you can benefit from this on a stupid video game. But then, you know, you, you take that. Maybe you don't relate to video games. You may relate it to personal fitness, and this is the time of the year that gym memberships cost the most amount of money. And there's a reason everyone is trying to level up with their health. And even maybe you go to the gym a lot. Some of you have been challenged. Like, I, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take my, my Steermaster level from 6 to 7 this year. That, that's my new goal for 2020 is I'm going to level up. And I'm going to go from 6. I'm going to jump. I'm going to go to 6 to 9. Don't do what a lady did. Uh, I was in the gym one time. She like took it up to the very top level in her treadmill and she started screaming because she didn't know how to get off of it and we had to go rescue her. But a true story, that really happened. And maybe, you know, even in the weight section, you know, you're like, you're, you're pumping 80. You want to go to 90. You want to go to 100. Maybe you're doing 150. You want to go to 200. You, you put these goals in your life to level up because you know that as you level up, there are going to be benefits that are unleashed in your life that you currently don't have. And in the gym, it's your physical health. Well, in your spiritual life with God, there is also room to level up. And I want to take you to a text, and we're going to be unpacking this for several weeks because Peter, who is kind of the, the kickstarter of the church that we know and love, Peter writes this book. It's found in 2 Peter chapter 1, and he writes this book, and he's talking to believers who have a relationship with God but are not living up to their potential. And maybe you can relate to that. That you have a relationship with God, but internally you know that you're not living up to the potential of how God has created you and called you to live for him and his kingdom. So Peter writes this, and um, let me pray this. Father, I, I thank you for your word. I thank you, God, for how you're going to help us all level up from looking at this scripture and unpacking it and seeing the, the value that you want it to bring into our life, God. So help us to level up in our faith and become the sons and daughters that you've created us and called us to be for your kingdom, for your glory. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. Now, this is interesting. I'm gonna start with verse three. It says, by his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. So Peter is saying everything you need to live the life of God that you've been called to live has already been placed inside of you by the spirit of God living in you. 
So all the equipment that you need, just like you know, a baby, a normal baby that is born in this world, it is born with all the equipment that it needs for living in this life. The only thing that's missing is growth. So the baby has all of the parts, and then the baby just needs to grow. And in the same likeness, just as a baby has these definite genetic structure that determines how he or she will grow, so the believer is genetically structured to experience the glory and the excellence of God in their lives. So God wants us to experience the glory and the excellence that is in him by him living in us. Now, I, I don't want to come off blasphemous, but I, I want to just give you an illustration so that you can understand what Peter is telling us here. Let's just say, for the sake of illustration, I told you it was possible to be possessed with the spirit of Donald Trump. I know it sounds really weird, and I know it's like, I don't know what side of the aisle you are on, but just go with me for a minute, all right? So let's just say it was possible for you to be possessed with the spirit of Donald Trump. See, by Donald Trump living inside of you, you're going to do things you wouldn't normally do and say things you wouldn't normally say. Why? Because you have Donald Trump living inside of you. So you, you might feel all of a sudden this pull at two in the morning to get on Twitter and create some tweets. You might find yourself using the word fantastic a lot. You, you, might, you might find yourself you know, wanting to talk about yourself a lot more than you normally do. But you also might feel this pull, like I want to go to Washington, I want to be involved more in politics. You might be feeling a, a leading to watch more Fox News or CNN, and you're, you're, you're wanting to be engaged with all of the political stuff going on. And maybe that's not normally how you are. But because Donald Trump is there inside of you, you are going to become more like Donald Trump. Maybe you don't relate to politics. Let, let's just say you are possessed with a player from the Los Angeles Rams. <laughs> and he's living inside of you. And now normally maybe you're not into fitness, but you're just like, man, I, I feel like I want to get up. I want to hit the weights and I just want to go tackle somebody. I, I just want to go run some routes. I want to throw the football around. It's like, I don't normally do that. And you start talking like, you know, the, all of these football terms, Echo, one, two, Brady, blah, blah. And Brady was like, what is going on with that guy? You've been possessed by an L.A. Rams player. You're going to do things you would normally do and say things you would normally say. Maybe you don't track with athletics. Let, let's go to entertainment. Let's say you were possessed with the spirit of Justin Timberlake. And now, now you normally don't, you know, sing and dance, and, but you find yourself every time that you're getting ready to leave somebody, instead of just saying bye, you do this, bye, 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 bye. You know? I, I don't know. You're, 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 I, I'm just going with this idea because, see, a lot of us, we're not understanding that the Spirit of God is living on the inside of us. And there are things that God brings to you that you don't have in your own nature. And when you are born again, you are born with a brand new nature. The nature of God's glory and excellence living on the inside of who you are. That's what this is telling us. Now with that in mind, Peter is just saying, I, I just need to, to, to kind of show you your potential. You, you need to see the first thing we need to understand is that 
you have this great potential, not because of who you are, your abilities, or your talents. You have this great potential because God that created everything that you know and see is living in you. And then he goes on to say this in verse nine or verse five. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness knowledge and to knowledge self-control and to self-control perseverance and to perseverance godliness and to godliness mutual affection and to mutual affection love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they render you neither useless nor unfruitful in the true knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these qualities is blind or short-sighted, having forgotten his purification from his former sins. So Peter's emphasis is on the effort that is required of us if we wanna grow into this potential that we have been given by God living in us. The growth part of our relationship with God, our leveling up, is on us, it's not on God. He's just equipped us to grow, but it's up to us whether or not we choose to grow. And Peter's saying, if you wanna grow, if you wanna level up in your faith, I'm gonna give you these seven qualities that if you add them to the baseline faith that you are living in, you are going to live an amazing, powerful life in God. Don't you want that? Man, I, I know every year that I go into the new year, I, I, I pray and I say, God, give me my word for the year. I mean, I'm looking at, at the, the beginning of the year as new beginnings for my life. And I'm not big into resolutions, but I'm into new beginnings. How many are with me on that? I'm into new beginnings. And so I look at this like January is a new beginning, but this one felt a little different to me. And I don't know if it was because we were shifting decades, maybe. I don't know if it was like the little boy inside of me that's always thought about the weirdness of one day it will be 2020 and that's, that's here. Or I don't know if it's you know Barbara Walters saying, hi, I'm Barbara Walters and this is 2020. I don't know. But, but this feels like a special new year, more than the other ones. And so there was a fire in me that I am just feeling. I felt it for the whole month of December going, God, I just, I know, I, I want more of you. I want more of your power. I want more of your excellence. I want more of your spirit. God, I want to do more for your kingdom. More, more, more has been my prayer. Because I see that even though I'm doing good things for God, I can see the potential to go from good to great. And I believe this is where God has all of us. And Peter's saying, take note, church, there's seven qualities here. How many read the book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People? Yeah, it's a great book by Stephen Covey. Here, here is Peter's take on that. It's The Seven Habits of Highly Effective Followers of Jesus. These are seven habits. Peter's saying, you get these habits down in your life and you are going to live a life of greatness and power in God's kingdom if you can get these down. Because he's saying, faith by itself, it, it does no good unless you're applying faith to your life. James says it this way, James chapter two, it's, it's a text that we need to often go back and read because some of us, we get stuck in our faith. 
We, we just think that just believing in God is enough. James tells us even demons believe in God. That, that your faith was given to you so that you can do something with your faith. It says here in James chapter two, it says, my brothers and sisters, what good does it do someone if someone claims to have faith but doesn't do any good things? Can this kind of faith save him? Suppose a believer, whether a man or a woman, needs clothes or food, and one of you tells that person, God be with you, stay warm, make sure you eat enough. If you don't provide for that person's physical needs, what good does it do? In the same way, faith by itself is dead if it doesn't cause you to do any good things. I like to say it this way, you can't drive a parked car. If you want your faith in God to produce results in your life, you have to kick it in drive. You have to apply your faith. You have to do something with that faith. And that's how you kickstart this thing. You kickstart it by faith. And, And Paul, kind of chiming in on this idea of of just assuming that there are people that are just in this, this place where, where hey, I, I believe in God, so it's enough. This is what Paul says about spiritual growth and development, about leveling up. This is how he says it in, in Philippians chapter two. It says, so then, my beloved, just as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, check this out, work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who is at work in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. So listen to what Paul is saying here. You have to work out what God has already worked in. That's on you, that's on me. It's on us to work out. I guarantee you I would become a billionaire overnight if I could invent something that somebody else could work out for me and I could get the results. Tell me I wouldn't be a billionaire overnight. Like instead of you going to the gym, you could just, hey, you just call that Uber gym person and they go to the gym for you and they're on the treadmill for an hour and then you're on your couch eating Cheetos and you're losing weight and getting fit. Come on, that'd be the best invention ever. If somebody could work out for you and you get the results, but that's not possible. If you wanna get results, it's gotta be you that works it out. Now I'm not saying you're working for your salvation, that is not, Jesus and only Jesus can give you salvation. You're not working for your salvation, you're working out your salvation so that you can mature and so you can level up. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's time for me to level up. It's just, we need to speak that out. Now, I had a, a crazy thing happened to me while I was pastoring the, the Vegas church. Um, some of you don't know this, that there are a lot of active minds in Nevada. So, so you, you can go to Nevada and, and you can go uh, look for gold and silver. And, and we had this guy in our church and he came up to me after a church service and he had this big rock in his hand and had these gold flakes in it. He says, Pastor, I, I have all the solution for the money issues of the church. Like we can fund the whole church, we can buy a building and do all this and he's just showing me this rock. And I go, what is this? He goes, well, I own a couple mines. 
I go, you own mines? He goes, yes. And I got this from one of the mines that I was in. I was like, wow, and you're gonna help fund the church? He goes, well, here's what we have to do. You have to give me a whole Saturday and then we'll go drive three hours away from Vegas and then it's hard work. We gotta go in this big old tunnel and it's kind of dangerous, but you bring your shovel and I'll bring a pick and we'll just like work this, this mine and then we'll get some rocks and we'll go in. And it's just like the more he's talking, I'm getting tired. I'm like, just bring me the rocks, bro. I don't want to work for it. But see what Paul's saying. Paul's giving us a spiritual principle here. He's saying all of the value that you need as a follower of Jesus has already been placed inside of you. But just like that mine, you have to go inside of you and you have to start digging that stuff out to really live the value that it has. You got to work it out in order for you to experience the power and the glory and the excellence that God wants to bring into your life. Now, if you do this, here's the promise. If you work out what you work in, there's results that happen. And verses eight and nine is something really important for us to see. Now, I, the way I look at this um, at these seven qualities or seven half, I, I look at them as supplements. How many have been into a health food store lately? You've seen all the bottles. I mean, there, there's a supplement for every body part on your body. And there's not just one. There's like a dozen, two dozen. Like I was in Sprouts the other day looking at uh, their section of all the supplements. I'm like, man, I'm overwhelmed at all of the different herbs and things that you can be adding to your body in order for your body to be healthy. Well, look at this list that Peter's given us as like supplements. And he's saying, if you take these supplements and add them to the faith that you're living in, he says, you are, you are going to produce results. You are going to level up with your faith and you're gonna start seeing God do exceedingly abundantly more than you could ever ask or imagine from your life. So look with me at verses eight and nine again. It says, for if these qualities are yours and are increasing, that's a key word there, increasing, you're growing in these things, they render you neither useless nor unfruitful in the true knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these qualities is blind or short-sighted, having forgotten his purification from his former sins. So if you're taking notes this morning, I, I wanna give you the results. Now over the next several weeks, we're gonna be unpacking these supplements. We're gonna be looking at them and how God uses these things to help level you up in your faith. But for this introductory message, I just wanna give you the results because that's what we're interested in, right? We, we don't know necessarily what, what we have to do to get there. We just wanna know, is this gonna work for me? Check out what Peter's telling you. These are the results. When you add these supplements with your faith, remember, you're saved by faith alone but what James is telling us is saving faith is never alone. You're, you're driving that car. You're putting it in drive. Here's the first one. Take this down. You will be useful. You will be useful. Because remember, if, if you're doing these things, he says, you won't be useless. So you're going to be useful. You're going to be full of use. Because see, when you see God working on the outside of you, what he's worked on the inside of you, it's pretty powerful. And 
it will actually allow you to feel more confident in your ability to go and help other people that are hurting. Because what I realize is that every single human being that I ever have contact with, they're broken and messed up in some form or fashion. That's why one of the vision statements over our new church when we started this church, I said, even though we are a training center, we must never forget the church is also a trauma center where you can come and you can let the Holy Spirit bandage you up and heal you and bring you back to wholeness in your life because all of us need a little bandaging up because in some way or some fashion, we're a mess. Turn to your neighbor right now and say, I'm a mess. You can look back and say, I already knew that. I brought you to church. But we're, we're, trying, we're, we're trying to see exactly what it is that God is up to inside of us. And, and when you start saying, whoa, God is so powerful. And, and when you're working this stuff out that God has worked in, you wanna be used as a healing agent of heaven. You are a weapon of mass encouragement. You, you have been equipped by God to go out there and blow up people's lives in a good way. You feel like, wow, I just want to go and I want to pray for somebody today. I, I have these scripture cards. We're going to be giving these out next week. You can cheat and get some early this week if you want to play this game. But I like to keep these scripture cards on me. And as the Holy Spirit prompts me, I go out there and I'll find somebody that, that God tells me to give that card to. And I'll say, hey, I'm supposed to give this to you. And everybody I've ever given a scripture card to always is so appreciative. And, and probably nine times out of 10, I see a little tear coming in their eye. People love that stuff. But the devil's telling you, ah, you're not qualified to do that. You're a mess. You, you, you can't do that. You can't help somebody else's life. Look at your own life. You need to help yourself before you go and help anybody else, else out. And that is a lie. Because as you go out and help refresh other people, what happens, and the devil knows this, you will end up being the one that gets refreshed. So if, you, if you're down in the mully grubs today, if you feel like, man, I feel useless, I'm telling you, your antidote is to actually go out there and be confident that it's not about you, it's not about your abilities, it's about the God that's living in you and his abilities, and he is able to resurrect even the dead when his power gets involved in somebody else's life. That's, that's what I'm talking about. And so you're more open to being useful when you're in that situation. And see, when you're not, when you're not taking your supplements and, and you forget who's living in you, it's really easy to get in a very dark place. And when you start feeling useless in your life, that's when the devil starts getting in there and putting thought bubbles in your head that you thought you would never think. Do I have any value? I'm better off dead than alive. I shouldn't be here. What use am I? Let me tell you, you are somebody that has unsurpassable worth that has been equipped by God to help other people find out their unsurpassable worth by him. So you are very much needed on this planet. And you've been equipped by God to give out everything that that other broken person needs in their life. And you have it and walk in the confidence that that is in you. And if you're taking your supplements, you know that that's in you. That's what Peter's telling us. So you'll be useful. The second thing is you will be fruitful. You will be fruitful, not fruity, that's a different sermon, all right? You will be fruitful, you'll be full of fruit. 
So there are going to be benefits that are coming from your life by you working out what God has already worked in. There will be tangible benefits, check this out, that not only you will notice, but more importantly, other people will notice it. See, I've grown some fruit trees in my life, and when a fruit tree is living its abundant life, you typically have more fruit than your family can eat. So if you have a fruit tree that's very healthy, chances are you go and collect the harvest and you start sharing it with what? Who? Your family and your friends, your coworkers. You start bringing the fruit going, I have all this fruit, I gotta share it with somebody. That's exactly what happens to us spiritually. God starts producing these things from our life and all of the people around our life become the benefactors of it. And Paul gives us, not, I don't believe this is an extensive list, but I believe it's a partial list of some of the benefits that happen when we're taking our supplements. This is what happens. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Now, two of those things are also on Peter's supplement list. It's interesting that Paul and Peter are kind of talking about the same thing in a different way. But Paul is saying, when you are living out what God has brought to live inside of you, then man, you're gonna be a more loving person than you would be if you didn't have the nature of God living in you. You're gonna be a more joyful person than you would have been if the nature of God wasn't living in you. You're gonna be more full of peace. Why? Because he's the prince of peace. He's the God of peace. So if, if he is in you, then his peace is in you, which means your, his peace will start coming from you. And in kindness and goodness and faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. Now, out of all those qualities, I go through seasons of my life where I see one manifesting himself more than the other. And one of the qualities that I've been seeing very clearly over this last year is gentleness. Just for me personally, just speaking personally, just like a benefit. Because what I've discovered this last year is in everybody's brokenness, that their brokenness is gonna come out in the things that they say and the things that they do. And so I have, through the ability of God living on the inside of me, I've been able to move past a person's actions and words and be gentle in how I deal with that person. Because here's what I've learned, and this is a rhema, this is a revelation for somebody here, hurt people hurt people. Did you know that? So if somebody's been mean to you, if somebody's been rude to you, they're hurting. And it's coming out like they have an injury. And their pain is coming out of their mouth. Their pain is coming out of their actions. And what I've learned through God living in me is I am to be gentle with people as in the same way that God has been gentle with me. So I, I can look past that. But that, that's not in my nature. My nature's like, oh yeah, you gonna tell me that? Well, let me tell you something, dude. You gonna do that to me? Hey, I, I can do that even better than you. I will, I will cut you up, quick. Don't mess with me. But see, when the nature of God comes in there, he starts, he starts replacing that. You see what I'm saying? That's the fruit. So when you're taking your supplements, you become a whole new you because of the God that is living in you. So that's the second. Here's the third. You will possess true knowledge. Now, this is different than regular knowledge. And, and I don't get into the Greek language a lot with you guys in messages like this. The New Testament was originally written 
in the Greek language. The manuscripts are in Greek. And this word is interesting to me. The word true knowledge in the Greek language is epinosis. Epinosis. Now, this is different than regular knowledge. This is, this is a, there's a reason Paul or Peter is saying that, that when you are taking your supplements, you, you move into this true knowledge of who Jesus Christ is. And regular gnosis or regular knowledge is this factual kind of uh, understanding of who God is. You, you might even say it this way, you know about God with gnosis. You know about him. You're learning about him. You're learning his ways. It's, it's a factual. It's the Wikipedia version of God. That's the gnosis. But see, epinosis is making that knowledge personal. It's where it becomes relationship, where you don't have to read the Wikipedia of God that you know God because you hang out with him. And, and when you hang out with a person, you just start learning them on a whole new level, right? So you can read about me on that little program that you get, but if I start hanging out with you, if we start going to Sharky's together, or we start going to Pete's Coffee together, you'd be like, yeah, that's nice, I, I read this about Jim, but man, I know so much more about him, why? Because I'm not reading about him on this page, I'm hanging out with him in relationship. And this is what the byproduct of taking these supplements is you're leveling up to a degree that you know God on a whole deeper level. And how does that make a difference? Because you don't have to know all the whys because you know the who. You, you don't have to know all the hows because you know the who. You know God. You know his character. And it's those prayer times that he's come to you and he's whispered rhemas and, and personal words for you. He's had strangers come up to you and, and pray for you and, and give you a verse that, that completely was exactly what you were going through. You, you were in your devotion and he caused you to read something that applied exactly to your situation. Those are all ways that God is showing up in your life in an epinosis kind of way. And God wants you to move from this gnosis, this understanding, this factual knowledge into an epinosis of a relationship. Where, where you don't just know about God, you know God. That's the benefit. Here's the fourth result, as you will see where you're going. You will see where you're going. This is so important. Peter's saying, when you don't take these supplements, you can get blind and short-sighted a real quick. I translate that as you get lost in life. Just like a fruitless life leaves somebody feeling empty, and a useless life kind of makes somebody question like their purpose, what their significance. Like I look at this, if you're, if you're living life blindly and short-sightedly, you're lost. And that is a horrible feeling. And your default setting is you are prone to drift. Have you ever been out in the ocean and just like hanging out and just chilling? I don't know, maybe you're bodyboarding or surfing or whatever. Maybe you're just like just kicking it out there and you sit out there for 30 minutes and and you see your family on the shore and then 30 minutes later you, you don't realize there's all kinds of families on the beach and you're like oh the family's right up there and you walk up and then you're like that's not my family and and while you were in the water for an hour you were drifting but it was so subtle you didn't even notice it see this is what happens when we're not taking our supplements this world can blind you a real quick. You can get lost 
real quick. You can get short-sighted real quick. And see, when you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there. But when you have a clear idea and a clear vision of where you're going, it's a lot easier to get to that destination. Some of you, 2020 is a prophetic word for you that this is the year for clear vision in your life. No more living lost. No more living with, I don't know what I'm gonna do with my life. God is saying, I have a purpose. I have a destination. I have a vision for your life. And the more that you're taking your supplements and you're working out the salvation that I've worked in, the clearer and quicker that you're gonna get to where I have called you to go in your life. God's gonna do that. The other thing I've noticed when you're living blind, when you're living in this darkness, it's easy to stumble around because you can't see where you're going. So you hit stuff, you crash. Some of you, you went through a lot of crashes in 2019 because you simply couldn't see and figure out where God was taking you. God doesn't want it to be a mystery to you where he's taking you. He wants it to be very, very clear, but you have to lean into him and you have to take your supplements and grow your faith to be able to see where God is taking you. He's shown me, and he continues to show me where he's taking me, and he will show you. Here's the fifth result, is you won't be forgetful. How many have a hard time remembering <laughs> these days? It's hard. It's easy to forget. And when you're, when you're caught up in the world, you lose sight of God. You kind of get lost in that. Here's, here's the, the next step is when you're lost, it's easier to go back to old ways. And even though I'm new to this church and this church is new, I'm not new to church. And over the 30 years that I've been a part of church communities, I've seen good, godly people go off the grid. And they slid off. They drifted and they got into this position where they were not in a good place and they forgot their identity of who they were in Christ. They forgot that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in them, and they, they veered, and they went back to old habits and old ways that eventually destroyed their life. I don't want that for you. I don't want that for me. But if, if you don't live intentionally, if you don't live saying, I wanna level up my faith, it's easy to slide that way. My friend Jade has a popular saying, if you're not growing, you're dying, and I agree with that. That if, if you're not intentionally saying, I wanna grow in this, then by default, you're gonna die in it. And that you're gonna lose track of your identity and it's gonna be easier for you to identify with the old you than it is for you to identify with the new you where Christ is living in you. And I don't know why we do this, but we forget the things that we ought to remember and we remember the things that we ought to forget. That's just who we are. We're broken that way. And we, re, we remember the kick, but we always forget the kick back. And let me tell you, sin always has a kickback. And we forget that part. But if you're not careful, you will forget who you are. You will forget who Christ has called you to be. And you will possibly, my friend, end up in old ways and old habits that you swore you would never let back into your life. I've seen it happen more than once and I don't want it to see it happen for your life. How do you fix that? You take your supplements. You dig in to what God has already put inside of you, and that's, how, that's what we're gonna do in this series. I'm gonna have the worship band come on up. And this is how I wanna end the, the, the message. And if you're new to our church, we like to end our gatherings with worship to respond to the things that we feel God has been speaking to our hearts. 
And some of you are new to faith, you're new to maybe experience like church, and you've been having thoughts while I was speaking, and maybe even some of the things that I was speaking, it was like I was reading your mind. Believe me, you can ask my wife, I'm not good at reading minds, okay? So, but let me tell you who is, God is. God knows exactly the address that you're living at. And God knows exactly how to take you from where you're at to where he wants you to go. And he is speaking to you some things. Maybe one of those things that we read, some, something inside you, like, I need to work on that. I need to work on that this year. We're gonna, we're gonna take several weeks looking at these things. But, but as we respond, I, I wanna just get you to, to be thinking about what God is speaking to your heart and how he is calling you to level up, to step into that glory and that excellence that he's called for all of our lives, despite who you are, despite what you've done. Your best is yet to come. Would you stand with me? Thank you for tuning in today to another great message from Atmosphere Church. If this message has spoken to your heart, would you take a moment and share it with your friends? You can connect with us on Spotify, iTunes podcast, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Simply do a search for Atmosphere Church through these various platforms and then click the follow or subscribe buttons. It's another great way for us to be able to stay connected with you. If you live in the Southern California area, we would love to invite you to be part of our family. For more information about our church, go to our official webpage at www.atmosphere.church. Finally, if this service and our other resources bless you, would you consider giving back to Atmosphere Church to support not just these things, but to also support the creation of even more resources for you and really for others who are also desiring to grow in their faith? To make a donation, simply go to our website and click on the tab that says Give. Your gift of any amount is greatly appreciated. Until next time, we pray you will keep the faith, spread the hope, and live the love. Bye.